Hello everybody and welcome to The Bit Effect. Today we're talking about Detroit Become Human. Won't you join us? It'll be fun. Craig, hit the music. So yeah, as I said before, today we're talking about Detroit Become Human. I'm very excited for this game. Uh, this game is a pick from Mike. Mike, how do you feel about this, Mike? <laughs> Join me. <laughs> and with joining me and Mike is special guest Craig. Please say hello to Craig. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain. I can't hear you. Aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> so, as you can tell, today is Detroit Become Human Day. Um, like, as we just introduced, Mike and Craig are here. We, they already said hi, so they don't ever have to talk again for the rest of the episode. Um, this is going to be slightly weirder because the mechanics will take 25 seconds to explain, but most of this will be story. So we're going to try to keep all of our general talk in the first episode and talk about the characters and things like that, but not necessarily what happens in the game. So if you're a little squiffy on spoilers, too bad you should have played this a couple of years ago. But if you're still squiffy, then maybe wait until you've played it. Anyway, Mike, as I said before, mm. this is your pick. Yes, it so is. So why did you pick it? <laughs> well, questions questions are a fundamental part of life, I believe. And uh, this question is hard to answer. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's called stalling, kids. <laughs> okay, so, so Detroit is... I think everyone's had a point where they might be sort of fanboyish with a certain certain company, i.e. Sony in this case. And Sony have quite heavily um been with Quantic Dream sort of since since I'd probably say the start of the PS3 more like. Um and they, you know, the, they got to the point where for a long time you thought they were probably gonna be acquired by Sony. But um yeah, I, I kept a lookout. I've I've always sort of been interested from a from a distance. I don't really like David Cage too much. <laughs> I'm sorry, who? <laughs> David Cage. You must say his David Cage. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> However, he, um, yeah, uh, this this one is is like that whole thing of you know you play one game and you keep waiting for a. For a good game, and you keep waiting, and you keep waiting, <laughs> and um, 
Yeah, Detroit was the finally the one where I went, I'm not sure I'm going to invest in this this time. I got very, very, very close to actually purchasing that. At which point, finally, uh, someone pulled pulled the gun out on me and said, have it on PS Plus. At which point, I thought, yeah, I'll play it. I'll play it. I was, I was sort of cautiously optimistic about it. So, um, yeah, and 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 it's a game I wanted to play. So, <laughs> I've played it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at uh, Craig. Yes. Uh, you know you're going to get the stats this time. Why don't you hit us the stats, and then we'll talk about our histories with Quantic Dream because it's a weird one. It is, it is a weird one. So Detroit, Become Human, uh, was released in 2018. It was based off a Cara demo that we saw on the PlayStation 3 in 2013. 13? Thank you, Mike. Um, a really good demo, I might add. Yeah. Like, yeah. that piqued my interest. It did. It was just took fucking ages to do it. Uh, so it was developed by <laughs> Quantic Dream, who you may know from such film uh, games as Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, and that other one. Uh, now, Craig, who's the director of Quantic Dreams? Oh, the director, I'll have you know, is David Cage. Who? Da- I don't know what he's... I, I really don't know what you're driving for here, Dave. Is it, Nothing, uh, it's just fun to say David Cage. David Cage. <laughs> uh, the game itself was written by Mr. David Cage and Adam Williams. Uh, and it was released on the 25th of May... 2018, and it was released on Windows at a later date. After that, at a later date, thank you. You can tell that I didn't even get the Wikipedia page open for this one. I'm terribly sorry, Dave. Now, uh, okay, so so we're all kind of bagging on it a little bit, but to be honest, I think this is kind of an interesting pick. Uh, It won't be full of all hatred and it won't be all praise that's for damn sure but um if, if listening to an episode of a show that about a game that you may really like because i don't know you like the ship mr Krabs and connor that might not be the best episode to listen to because we will hit this pretty hard i think um I, speaking I'm, of- I'm gonna try and be positive even though i've got negative thoughts just to balance you out <laughs> well, uh, remember, remember that's how bad Craig started with his. I, I, I really think one way, but I'm oh, gonna yeah. say this. Remember, you gotta be be honest, Craig. I've got to be honest. Uh, Dave, I'm I not one hundred percent. Oh, thank God, thank God, because I just felt really bad if I flattened all your tires for no reason. Now <laughs> I have a reason. Um, so my main thing going into this was not hatred, was not joy. Uh, it was general apathy. Just, ugh, okay. Um, now, I've played it before this because my, my daughter wouldn't shut up about how amazing Connor is. And so I was like, fine, I'll play it. Uh, Craig, this is your second time playing it too? Um, yes, and I've actually played it three and a half times this week. Because you're insane. Yes, Yes, the lure of the platinum, I'm guessing. Uh, the absolute lure of the platinum and the shittiness of the saving system and the trophy list. And watching the same things over and over and over again. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
that, that was what stopped me. I'm like, oh, you don't have a skip die. Oh, no. All right. Okay. I tried to play this time, and I don't, I think I succeeded. I tried to play this time exactly the same way I played the first time mm-hmm. because I kind of wanted to remember how I felt about the story yeah. without getting new stuff. Uh, Mike, going into this, like, what were your expectations based on what you knew about it? So, um, I'm in a very long-term relationship. I've been engaged for too long, but it's, it's embarrassing to say. <laughs> and and one 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 current one sort of recurring theme is that my partner loves uh, Grey's Anatomy. Um, turns out the oh, the box boy Marcus? is yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the the box boy is actually a Grey's Anatomy person. Um, yes, he is. My wife let me know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, my penis ev- let me know that. Everyone else? Um, well, there are a few other actors in there. There's a surprising amount of actors in this game, to be honest. But could you repeat the question again? Because I fucking forgot. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I said, what was your expectations going into this based on what you'd heard or yeah. you know what you've read? I so So I sat back. When it came out, I, I sort of gave it a wide berth. And I thought, I'm going to get it on the cheap. I'm going to get it when it drops about... 16, 17 pounds. That happened, and, it, and I still didn't bite. But, but the truth is, everyone came out sort of quite good about it. I was surprised. I was like thinking, because the thing is, we've we've gone from what have we gone from from heavy rain to beyond two souls at that point. Yeah, and beyond two souls. If I don't know if either of you have played it, but beyond two souls is a I I think that might be the you know that's the breaking point. That's where you, you go. Uh, I'm not sure about this anymore. What have I done with my life? And uh, but Beyond Two Souls, oh my god, there's bits in that which which make my embarrassment embarrassed. It's it's really bad. I just <laughs> I mean Laura have started it twice. We started playing it. Mm. You know, you can play it two player where one person plays. Is it Aiden, the spooky ghost? To be honest, then, Craig, I, I really don't give a shit. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> it's no, we've started playing no, it's, it so many it's, times and just it's not, oh. it's not, it's not something worth even approaching. Um, and and the truth is, you know, that's such a low bar that anything was going to be better than it. Really, <laughs> not Omicron the Nomad's hole. <laughs> All right, well. Maybe not, but uh, yeah. So, so coming into this, I was thinking they can't be right. They really can't be right. It can't be a, a half decent game, and and that's what I had. I had the lowest bar of expectations. But at the same point, the te- technical person in me was like, I've got a PS4 Pro, um, I've got a HDR TV. I want to test this out, see what it looks like, because it's one of those. Few, you know, you always end up picking up a few little gimmicky games to test out. Oh, it's a technical showpiece, yeah. Yeah, and and I I just wanted to see it. I want you know, like like Craig said earlier, and yourself, Cara, the the Cara demo from years back. That was like, I'm pretty sure that was even intended for. You didn't know whether that was intended for PS3 at the time. I mean, that's that's one of the weird things about it. And it's like that that was pretty cool. And it was you know like seeing seeing it finally materialize. You're thinking. 
I gotta give it a go. I gotta, I got you know. Mm-hmm. That's the one good thing about Quantic Dream. Even if their games are gonna be stinkers, you you sort of hooked in and you think, at some point I probably will play it, and and it's happened again. I have now played a lot of Quantic Dream games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very surprising. But at the same point, yeah, my expectation is low, but the hype mm. was a bit higher than I I anticipated. So yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, like like when the, the first trailers dropped and it was the Connor negotiation scene, uh, my interest was piqued. I was like, oh, hey, that looks like a good idea for a game. And then once later trailer hits and you saw Kara, you're like, oh, oh, this is what, oh. And I was way more interested in it than I would have been. But, you know, I bought it and then it just ends up sitting there because sometimes you're not in the mood for a 12-hour movie. The demo was there as well. So it just the demo did release. Uh, I I didn't play the demo. Uh, I I had the exact. I was super hyped for this, but my expectations were actually quite high for some strange reason. Um, (laughs) I know, dear God, not to sound like a dick, but based on what? Um, Based on like, I really enjoyed Heavy Rain because I enjoyed. It brings back good memories of playing a game with Laura, where we just sat and kind of half gotten because. We like watching films together. She particularly likes watching a film. I don't like watching a film as much. So it seemed like the perfect balance of yeah. gaming a film. Like, there was that... Do you remember that touch play or whatever the hell? You know the the technology where you use your phone to interact with a PlayStation game? Yeah, I can't remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. it's called. And there's a, there's a cop it play, drama. Play, that, yeah. I, can't, play, yeah, I can't remember. Whatever it is. Um, and you just get to oh pick yeah that your, cup game yeah you just get to pick your way through the game we love crap like that because it's my love of you know like making a decision and interacting with something with Laura's love of sitting and watching something so I had high high hopes for it and the first time we played it I actually quite enjoyed it like barring <laughs> barring all the terrible things about it the general experience in the room was positive, if that makes sense. It was. It was. No, I can understand yeah. that. Yeah. Um, uh, out of curiosity, do you, have you and Laura done like the Man of Medan and those dark anthology movies? I've ones got yet? the Man of Medan. I'm curious to see how they go. Yeah, like this is this is exactly the natural evolution of this. This is what we enjoy playing together the most. Is things where you're just like, oh, what the hell are we gonna do? And then I make a snap decision. Someone dies, and Laura's like, what the fuck did you do? So until dawn, <laughs> but until dawn was a cracker because like everyone died. Uh, well, that's <laughs> that's something that that kind of casts a shadow on this. Like I played, uh, oops, sorry, I played until dawn before I played this, mm-hmm. and at the time I thought until dawn was oh oh okay so this is kind of like heavy rain but better yeah. And then they came out with this, and I honestly think I prefer Until Dawn, oh, yeah. Until Dawn. to this. Until there's Dawn's a, there's, quite an ancient a... thing now, isn't it? So I'm sure yeah, I had a disc copy it's pretty years old. before it hit PS Plus, and that was years ago. But there's a sliding <laughs> scale of what is a game and what is a film, and that is the crux of this whole thing is, is Until Dawn leans more towards game. You know, you've got your QTEs and stuff, but there's a... It's less about branching your way well, through a, a detailed story yeah. 
but there's a little bit of exploration. Yeah. There's stuff you can pick up. There's exactly. little hints of game there. Wait, was, uh, okay, so hold on. Mm. We, we've gone down a rabbit trail. We're going. Uh-huh. We're going we're from dusk till dawn. Line. About until dawn here. So that's. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but we didn't talk about our history. So oh, yeah. dream. We've all we've all kind of hinted yeah. at it. So Craig, why don't you start us with you know what your history is? Um, Fahrenheit played many a moon ago. Heavy Rain, I know. Oh I, I quite like Fun. Uh, Heavy Rain played with Laura. Uh, replayed again last week. Got the platinum. Excellent, excellent, excellent experience that was. Um, it highlighted something to me, and it actually foreshadowed the experience I'm going through just now, which is for me, like you play it once, and. It's okay because, like, the writing's a bit sloppy in place. This is Heavy Rain, this is Detroit, this is probably Beyond Two Souls as well. If you play it once and you play it through and you make decisions, you get to the end and you're like, ah, that was a crap film where I press some buttons, or, ah, I really enjoyed, you know. But to then go back and replay sections of it is absolute hell. It feels like you're being funneled through making decisions that you wouldn't normally make, and I think that's where this falls down and this is completely not just my history with quantic dream this is just a side thought sorry <laughs> i can tell um but it, it, so yeah heavy rain last week and then i thought this week i'm going to platinum detroit and i'm regretting every moment of the past few days hmm have you learned about racism though i this game isn't about racism is it Oh yeah, yeah. There's some subtle hints to it, oh. um, but yeah, if you really pay attention. But you're probably more focused on the platinum, so you're not really reading in between the lines. Um, anyway, yeah. So that is my history with Quantic Dream. It is historical up t- until last week, where I decided to redo Heavy Rain, and I've got to say, the second time I played Heavy Rain, I, I hit it without looking at the trophy list. I wanted to play it naturally. I played it almost beat for beat like I played it the first time. It's like <laughs> it's like there's just a natural storyline through it and you just go for the obvious bits and anything that pulls you away from that feels wrong. Uh, did you find Jason? Jason? Jason! Have you seen that? The press sex to Jason. Press sex to Jason? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that book? So the book where they just say Jason for pretty much the majority of the game. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no no! What's the other one? Who's uh, the other brother? The one who uh, dies oh, right at the name? start. Nobody remembers nah. the other brother. Uh, Kevin or something? No, I can't remember. Nah. Sean, 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 Sean. <laughs> <laughs> you can get them to say Sean ah. of different tones throughout pretty much the entire game, and ev- like so the he- intonation of the voice matches shouting Sean on repeat over and over. Some. Someone somewhere's mapped a keyboard to just all the notes just say Sean in different tones. Sean, Sean. Sean. <laughs> Has anybody modded Luigi's Mansion to every time you press the A button, he oh says Sean? Sean. The best bit is there's, there's a bit where, like, Ethan, is it Ethan, the main character? Yeah, Ethan. Yeah, he's, he's like, sh- shouting at someone. I don't know what he's shouting, but because he's shouting Sean, he's just going, Sean, Sean. <laughs> Look at it. It's, All right, okay. It anyway, right. Sorry. Sorry. Too, too much of a uh, no, no, that's fine, Mike. Uh, Mike, why don't you go ahead and talk about uh, your history with Quantum? Yeah, sure. So the same guy who got, who showed me all those Neverwinter Night things, and I was thinking, what a madman. He in his PC room also sat there and showed me a demo of Fahrenheit 
9-11. Was that the title we got? Uh, no, 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 that no, was the a- book. It's just Fahrenheit. Yeah, that was. <laughs> yes, not Fahrenheit. Or prophecy. Yeah, sorry, not Fahrenheit 9-11. Sorry, Michael Moore. But yeah, um, so, so yeah, yeah, he showed it me. It was like pissing about in a bathroom, knowing that the cops were going to come, all that sort of stuff. And it was, it was pretty cool. It, it sort of got my attention, but I sort of left it on the table. He also talked about, uh, which was the David Bowie, Bowie one? Omicron. It's Bowie and it's Omicron the Nomad Soul, yeah. Yeah, he showed me a little bit of that and it looked really weird. I'm sure the bits he was showing me looked like um Fantasy Star Online. It looks very Deus Exy yeah. to me. Yeah, there's lots of weird stuff going on, a lot of sort of like weird technical I don't know. It was odd. It was odd. But yeah, fast forwarding on from that, I, I was familiar with them at this point, but it wasn't until um Heavy Rain came out that I grabbed a rental copy and proceeded to platinum it over three days. Uh, I even made the origami swan in the box while I was waiting for it to install and load because it took bloody ages. But uh, yeah, because it was PS3. I, mm. I did. I committed the perfect crime, and it was it was great. I got my platinum, um, and then of course I thought, well, Beyond Two Souls is going to be. But to be honest, I I did quite enjoy Heavy Rain. In retrospect, I'm probably going to be quite harsh on it, but at the time, I did sort of. I enjoyed my six odd playthroughs of it or whatever it took to get there. Um, At the time, it made a huge splash. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's something else that released pretty much parallel to it as well, and I can't remember, but I pretty much played them sort of back to back. But yeah, it was it was it was good stuff. I sort of yeah, I did enjoy it. It was a very big sort of PlayStation fanboy game because you're like, oh, this is on my PlayStation only, and then. It was getting absolutely panned by critics and all. It was all over the place. I didn't know what to think of it. But Beyond Two Souls was the one that went, you know what? It was all a dream. <laughs> and brought it all back down. And <laughs> a quantic dream. It, that, that's, a, that's a good looking thing. And, and, you know, I'm not a huge Willem Dafoe fan or anything, but it, he sort of he sort of held it up a tiny bit, but not enough. It was just a bit inconsequential a bit and, and really really random like by the time you're getting later on there's all sorts of weird visuals and you're just thinking what is this what is this what am i playing so um so yeah yeah that brought me up to detroit where we are today um i am i'm, I'm not near as positive as you guys are on quantic as a whole like I, I didn't play much of omicron it was i think my friend had it on dreamcast and I saw it on Dreamcast. I went, oh, it looks like an adventure game. And just kind of skipped by it. And then, you know, uh, Indigo Prophecy comes out. And I was like, oh, hey, everybody says this is, oh, it's an adventure game. And didn't play it. Uh, and then I want to say I played Telltale's The Walking Dead Season 1. And went, oh, maybe I like new adventure games. And so I started to check out what Quantic Dreams did, and I picked up uh, Heavy Rain. And like Mike, I put together that little origami... I think I have it somewhere, the little origami swan? I think? But um, I didn't like it very much. Like, nothing really drug me in at the time, so I I just put it down. Uh, And then I saw Beyond Two Souls and went, ooh. And then I played Detroit Become Human because my daughter insisted. Uh... Like, like I've always enjoyed their tech demos. Like first with Kara, and then with what was it, the Sorcerer's Apprentice? Yeah, oh, oh God, there was the yeah. kitchen. There was the kitchen one before that as well, wasn't there? The one which was. I don't remember the kitchen one. It's like a precursor to Heavy Rain. I think it's like a lady in the kitchen talking to the camera, 
she's like look quite, oh, okay. quite upset it's, it's, pretty, it's still a pretty cool demo but it's like a PS3 sort of demo but yeah like like Sorcerer's Apprentice really impressed me of like oh hey maybe they're gonna do something that plays into weird and awkward instead of trying to be super serious emotions and then they did Detroit Become Human which is goofy but not not purposefully goofy I don't think no I think uh, so yeah I I don't have a lot of history with these guys. These guys are always kind of a punchline for me. Uh, I'm not going to say I don't like what they're doing. What they're doing, I think, is important. And what they've done with Detroit, which why why isn't it called Humans Being or Being Human or something, Become Human, sounds awkward. I don't like you guys. Like that's, of all the things to take issue with, the, the title wasn't one it wasn't on my list well nobody has ever put the words become human together ever are you sure it isn't uh, some sort of line in Castlevania Symphony of the Night it sounds like it could be crowbarred in there somewhere what is it to become man <laughs> uh, Detroit but um <laughs> how about you Detroit um, uh, yeah like like I like what they're doing because again this is in the well what used to be the telltale vein or what used what's now you know the until dawn model mm-hmm. like it it's slowly but surely progressing along a line and what might be at the end of the line is might be really cool but uh, all those in between points never really interested me very much um, Craig you're very much the adventure game guy mm-hmm. I mean this model of adventure game, how does that sit for you? I I like as a game, I just don't I don't like it at all. I treat this as an interactive film. You know, like I'm just sitting watching a film and I'm making some like the only gamification bit of it right now is the trophies for me. It's nothing to do with anything while it's running. You know what I mean? So it's about a walking simulator. Yeah, yeah. And the the thing I think like, I think Telltale does it better. Like, you can spin a story both ways where this is an evolution of Telltale or Telltale is an evolution of this. I'm on the, like, a Telltale game, there's more of them, they're more focused, there's less branching, but it's a really good story you get with a, with some choices along the way. And yes, it always ends up at the same point, but it didn't take seven years to develop. You know, and I just... No, well, plus, Detroit isn't as well-paced as a no, Telltale game is. Like, with Telltale, you it's it's like story, 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 choice, story, 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 mm-hmm. choice, story, story. It's very um, exciting to play yeah. because you're constantly making choices. In this, it's watch this 30-minute film and then make a choice that may affect it, yeah. may not, but then you're not sure. During that film, if you're not paying attention, you need to hold the thumbstick up so that you can pick up something, and then you might want to kneel down and look to the left. It, it, it just doesn't... It It's not knitted together well. But, I, I mean, you're right, the pacing of it is way off the cadence of the whole thing. The overarching, it's exciting to start the story, and in the end, it knits together the three stories. So it, it works like a film if you look at it in paper, but in practice, <laughs> yeah, it, it just... It's like being on a roller coaster that isn't very good and is making you sick all the time. Well, like this morning, right, while I was uh, sitting in my bathtub and thinking about this game, because that's what everyone should do, uh-huh. um, hands were firmly above the waist, just in case anybody's wondering. Oh, yeah. um, no one was wondering. Do you critique? 
everybody was wondering, I think. Uh, do you critique this as a film or do you critique it as a game? I mean, I'm, I'm as good a film critic as I am a game mm -hmm. critic, which is a not at all. Yeah. But like thinking about it, it's like, well, do you ding off more points for mechanics, or yeah. do you ding off no. more points for story problems? I don't, I don't draw. I, I put it in its own pot because if you say I'm going to critique this as a film, it's a pretty shit film, and then if you critique it as a game, you're like, <laughs> it's a pretty shit game. But it's like an amalgamation of the two, so you've got to critique it on its own criteria. Otherwise you're left feeling a bit... It's a double whammy. <laughs> exactly. Whereas I think if you critique it and as that, it has some merits. Some, not a lot, but it's got some. Whereas film-wise... Would you it's... critique this in the same way as you would a Telltale game? No, I don't think so. Because like a Telltale game... Well, maybe I would. The, the thing I'm thinking is with most of the Telltale games that I've played, the writing is completely on point and it supports the story right the way through. Um, Detroit feels disjointed and writing feels sloppy in places and very cliched across the whole... Like, everything's cliched about it. There's shoehorned in, climbs up the side of a building and action where there didn't need to be action and... It just feels not great in that regard. Okay. To me. Uh, what about you, Mike? Like, like, what do you judge this based on? Well, well, to clarify first, I think that uh, this is a huge budget over Telltale Games. By oh, over. God, yeah. Oh, absolutely. A huge margin. I'm sure all those action scenes need to be in there just to justify how many millions are being pumped into it. Um, I had a number but, somewhere. I think it was like thirty-two million. I think another another vibe. Listening to you both, then you said that it, you know there's thirty minutes of inactiveness, and I don't. That one quick question is what difficulty? There is actually a difficulty slider, mm -hmm. isn't there? And I chose yeah. casual. Now, I'm thinking it only affects the speed of QTEs. That's it. So it's, it was, yeah. for example, all action scenes, you rarely ever press square. It's only X and circle. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah? Yeah. It, For me, they were a bit all over the controller. I mean, not, it oh, wasn't like Ninja no, Blade, I mean, on, on actual, but it was... On actual action, like punching bits, like... Um, oh, okay. Like, like, you will have hold down. That I think the weird thing is, in Heavy Rain, you get to the point where it's like, hold down L1, now hold down R2, now tap X and now press right on the stick as well. And you're like, you know, you get to points where you're pressing like six buttons at the same time and you've only got two hands. Heavy Rain had a trophy where you had to rock the baby to sleep. And if it was on hard, you had to rock your controller so fucking gently that you couldn't have had, you know, like Connor do it. No, what? No human could rock the controller <laughs> this gently. So you had to put it to casual so that you could give your controller a tiny wee jiggle to get the baby to sleep. It's a living nightmare. Where does it fall on the baby um, scale? Is it uh, Yakuza good or Heavy Rain bad? Heavy Heavy Rain bad. <laughs> oh, okay. Because, I mean, in Yakuza, you could throw that baby oh, yeah. through the like, air. That baby was a and it weapon. Would just be... <laughs> but I, I don't think there the is... baby cannon. I don't think there is a, like a, such a long stretch in this. I always felt like there was something about... And that the other good thing is, 
you might have a bit where there's a bit of fighting going on, but unlike previous Quantic Dream games where they expect you to even like, even if you move your elbow just out of the camera view for a second, you'll probably press a button for that. In this, there was a lot of sort of like action bit, then a bit of breather space, then some action bit, then a bit of breathing space. It seems sort of quite well paced in terms of its QTE stuff, a bit well compared to previous games. I think some, some of it, I mean, yeah, you're right. It wasn't, there was never any a 30 minute gap, you know, but. No, yeah, that was a bit of hyperbole, you're right. And 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 they have like the timer on the actual responding, res, res, uh, you know, um, your ver- verbal responses to people. So it was kind of put a bit of pressure on you as well. So, I, I, but just enough. I thought I thought that timer worked great. I did get into the red section a few times, but it's sort of like as as in terms of game. But and this brings me back to the main question, which is sort of like. How do I judge it? I think, yeah, as it's, it's a game, as a game, that's fine. That's fine. There's no, there's no point in putting it as a. Uh, I never expect anything. I, you know, if I want a movie, I'll like last night. I watched Clockwork Orange. If, if I, you know, if I want a game, felt a little bit of that ultra violence. Uh-huh. I see. Yeah, if if I want a game, I'll probably play some sort of random two D scrolling beat 'em up. But if I'm not playing that, I'll, I'm quite happy playing Detroit. You know, it's it's not a replacement. No, but there is. There is a little bit of disconnect. I mean, let us say you ran across a fellow and he was like, I love me some video games. And all he had were Quantic Dream games. You'd look at him and go, okay. The same can be said about someone who likes visual novels and things like that, though. I don't know. Well, yes. Well, we've gone round and round on visual novels. But (laughs) I had this game did make me think of the Zero Escape trilogy. Mm. Or is it? Yeah. The what's it called trilogy? Stein's Gate. Zero Escape. Okay. Because like uh, nine 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 was very unfriendly if you wanted to play through it just because of it being on the DS and they they didn't have that. But later games had that. All right, skip me to the new bit or skip me to the end of this dialogue or things like that. This also has that problem on a replay where nope, you're gonna sit through exactly everything you sat through. On your first playthrough, and that that brings they us don't to the have... issue where I cannot judge it as much as you guys because I came in here for essentially a solo play with uh, the added caveat that if I changed a few actions very close to the end of the game, I could I could alter and get get free complete stories from the characters. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I think from like here on, we we should judge it based on a first play because. Um, I, I don't think this is something that wants you to replay it a whole bunch. I mean, unless you want the trophies. Like, there was never a... That lady at the beginning wasn't like, why don't you try again and see if something different happens? It, it was very much a, this is a singular experience. And I do, I do completely agree with you guys because trying to get that extra bit led me through a single chapter covering possibly about eight separate sequences of which I only had a checkpoint to join at probably the third point and then mm-hmm. had to play all the bits. There was no skipping. It was a nightmare. And and the thing is, there's bits where you're yeah. like, can I skip this bit? I've seen it before. And it, and it was frustrating. And I only had to do it for what was potentially like a 50-minute segment of the game, something like that. So I, if you I had to do it for the entire game, game I'd, I'd completely yeah. understand how, how irritating that I, is. But as a first-time play... I did not notice any of this at all until I'd I'd already completed it once. I've been trying to do the platinum without a guide, 
and that has led to I'm probably in the 30s on hours this week of playing this and the amount of times I've seen the exact the amount of times Connor has went Amanda and I'm like oh for God's sake yeah so I can absolutely I can separate that side of misery to that initial play quite easily because it, it does yeah. have a few strong points and there's a few bits of it that actually made me feel things like it actually David Cage you know like had uh, some sort of effect on my emotion like you people you mad people I checked the trophies murdered the traces how the how the hell can you just murder those poor naked women in cold blood because they attacked me first. I, I mean, yeah, but they were in love. Anyway, anyway. So we're sitting Nancy. Uh, yeah, that is actually very true. <laughs> so what's Mr. and Mrs. Hitler? I mean, I mean, that really doesn't affect much. That's true. That's true. But I know, I know. Um, I, my daughter was in the room when we played that section, mm-hmm. and she got very angry at me yeah. for murdering them. There's... And I had to go back and unmurder them. Yeah. There's a fight. Uh, yeah, so at, at the the towards the end at the Kamsky meet, nice shot there. I shot what's her face, Chloe, or whatever the name of that android was, right, square in the head, and it's just like Mister Krabs walks straight out. He's just like, "What the fuck, Connor?" and walks out, and you're like, "I can't believe I actually just shot her for a trophy." Can we put a quick quick focus <laughs> on one of the weird little intriguing points of this game, which is that you, as you progress through singular chapters you do get um like a so you get a flow chart of showing how you got through that mm-hmm. particular section and that's mm-hmm. that's all interesting and it 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 freaks you out because you like there's so many variations here um but i don't know what they're going to look like i mean i'm sure craig will tell me once he's as he's played a hell of a lot of this but but once you once you finally get what your choices were you can have a look through your list and see mm-hmm. sort of like just how sort of Far light, far far left, far light, <laughs> far left. Passive. All of your friends on PSN are when it turns out that yeah. not a single one of them decided to hit a police officer or something like that. You're like, yeah, it's it's, it's quite seems weird to be. that you get global stats on all the. Um... Apart from Dave, you got every kind of like the 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 majority is in, you know, I was saying like there's, there seems to be a natural feel to it. Like I did the same with Detroit as I did with Heavy Rain and played it without even thinking about what, I've just played it naturally. I didn't get any new trophies and I think I saw the exact same game I saw a few years ago, you know, and I'm like, yeah, oh, okay. So there's a kind of, for me, there's a natural way to play this game and most people might, I'm not saying I'm normal and most people are normal and Dave is complete Hitler, but most people might experience it one way, which is the in inverted commas good way, the pacifist, the you know, like nice guy, the Connor isn't just a machine type way. And then you get some people that might not. It and it breaks when you roleplay it. If you go, I'm gonna play this like Connor's just a machine, the dialogue starts getting wonky towards the end. It's it's really bad. Like at one yeah, well, oh, sorry. Oh god, no. Well, I was gonna say like that brings up the interesting point of while there are so many divergent paths, number one, they, they seem like they very much want you to take a specific one, mm-hmm. and two, most of those branching things don't lead to anything of any significance at all. 
No. It, if anything, it just cuts off paths earlier on. Like, one of the ones I did today was letting Kara get shot by the guy, you know, Creepy Mansion guy. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And all it does is she dies, and you don't see them again for the rest of the game. Okay, right, that's fair enough. That's going to make this playthrough a bit shorter. But it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't seem to have any other impact on it. Um, yeah, well, I mean, some of them are, are as, uh, not, this isn't an exact example, but you'll be like, oh, okay, so I pick dialogue, pick one, let me let me try number two. Oh, he just got out on the other side of the car. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of them are like that. They are. But, there, I mean, are there are a lot of placebo effects, but I think I think it's, like, you know, it's, it's cool that it's, for me, I found it as effective as The Walking Dead, you know, when you find 56% Ooh. of people gave an apple to Clem and... 40 you know it's, it's the exact same thing and it's 40 were assholes who ate in front of a little kid who was hungry they're monsters oh, but, but seeing those stats you know seeing 10 percent of the fact you can switch between your psn friends and worldwide stats as well it's for me it was quite cool because it like it gave me an idea of uh, have i got the right psn friends list you know maybe people are a l- you know, i i'm not i'm not a I'm not a warlord or anything like that, but I mm-hmm. will occasionally shoot someone if, if yeah. I don't like the look of it. I'm not in real life. Now, how do you feel about it in the game? <laughs> but you know, it's I I found it all quite quite impactful. I thought I sort of thought they're nicking they're nicking good ideas, and I thought I thought it was, it, you know, it's, it's a sign sign to me of a, a decent game. Dare I say it? Yeah. Do you know what I saw? Just a slight segue towards the end when you're going through um, Detroit. Of all places, why did I even have to think about that? As Kara, there's a split second, like a nanosecond where you see a cinema and it's got now showing heavy rain on the side of the cinema billboard thing. And like, so it's like Nomad oh, Soul go, and stuff as well, doesn't it? Go and make a film. Just go and make a film. <laughs> Stop <laughs> I, I I don't know if that'd be a good idea. No. I mean, it would be a terrible I, film, I, I, but he clearly wants to make a film. Oh, him! Yeah, him and Kojima should should team up and be like, "Look, guys, just just make your stupid movie, okay? Just get it done with. It'll flop. It'll be awful. Just get it over with." Uh yeah, that, yeah. I don't, I don't I don't think either of them can make really good movies. To be fair, visually, um, I think one visually, th- I think they would make good movies. There were some bits in this game that caught me off guard, where random, just random people walking around or things like that looked so lifelike. It was mm-hmm. pretty crazy. It's- like I saw one bit where I was walking around. I think the the the, the studio, the the news station thing. Oh, I yeah, saw two yeah. people just oh, sat yeah, at yeah. a table. And they both got up to walk off to the toilets or something like that. And the the way that I, I don't know how it worked, but there was just a moment where I went, "Is that a video that they've put in there? Was that was that mm-hmm. all that hand animated or what's what's happening?" Yeah. There's some, and and especially that that you know what's the showcase, the very first bit where you go to see was it Simon? Is that his name? Yeah. So no, no, no. The, as in like the guy that's kidnapped the, the girl. negotiation. Y- yeah, where you. You know, you, you're trying to stop the android from jumping off the side of the building, and it's with the with the yeah. girl, and yeah, they, that that mm-hmm. whole scene, like the helicopters swooshing over the top, all the yeah. there's there's loads of visual effects in this. It's just crazy yeah. thing, but there's one complete uncanny valley bit of it that 
I've I've done it a few times now, and every time I do it, it tricks my brain. And see towards the end when you're playing as Connor and you go down into the archive room and you're trying to guess Hank's password and you, you guess it, it's it's fucking password or something like that. <laughs> when you press it and he, the facial expression he gives is a complete, oh, of course it is. And he says, oh, of course it is. And that split second, my brain goes, was that just actually a human? Like it literally, it's uncanny valley to the max. It's ridiculous. Did you guys read about any of the behind-the-scenes stuff on that? Especially Connor. No. Like, and this is this is what leads me to believe that a lot... The difference between this and earlier stuff is the actors they hired this oh, time. Yeah. Yeah. Is a lot of the stuff, especially with Connor and Mr. Krabs, um, they had to argue tooth and nail over to get into the game. Stuff like the little facial mm-hmm. uh, tweaks or, or the winks or things like that. And it's like... Oh, I wonder if the actors make that big yeah. of a difference. Oh, on see the dynamic between they two are what makes this entire. Oh, they game nailed for, it! Like absolutely and utterly, and it it just it elevates above something like Heavy Rain, where it is a bit more. This feels more alive, and it feels more well, engaging. And Heavy Wayne, Heavy Wayne, Heavy Wayne, Wayne's World, Heavy Wayne's World. Uh, so Heavy Rain sounded like it was voiced by Community Theater. Like, mm-hmm. like not being mean to those people, but yeah, it didn't yeah. sound like this. Uh, and then you have, like, Beyond Two Souls where, oh, let's try to get A-listers. Yeah. And, well, to be fair, A-listers probably have better things to do. But, like, nailing just, like, character actors, yeah, I think was really smart this time. I mean, especially Clancy Brown, because that mm-hmm. guy is great in this game i even think and, um, marcus whatever his actor's name is i can't remember he does a good job it's a really good job it's just written terribly um yeah 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 he says out loud a lot of things that should be thought in one's head uh-huh. um <laughs> uh, uh same with uh, the lady who plays kara i've actually mm-hmm. seen her in a few things other yeah. than this and it's like oh you're doing a really good job uh so if I had to put my finger on one thing, it's probably the writing. Like, I don't think anybody in this gives a bad performance. And this is coming from me. I'm a terrible critic. But, like, again, Dynasty Warriors and Castlevania Symphony of the Night don't set off any alarm bells. It's like, ah, what if it was a man? Great line. But there's a lot of awkward conversations in this. Yeah. And it's not due to somebody reading their line wrong. No, no, no. That's no. Comp- completely true. I mean, if you look at Beyond Two Souls, they've they've got probably like the best actors they'll actors and actresses they'll probably get for a game from Quantic Dream for for eternity I'm guessing at this point. But mm-hmm. but the thing is just stepping back, having having these roles, I, I wasn't familiar with like I wasn't familiar with quite a lot of people. In fact, you know, when when I looked through and I was like, oh Starship Troopers and going, oh aliens and you know, there's there's people popping out here who've, who've, who you think wouldn't be interested in doing games at all, but they're like they're, they're just so passionate about it weirdly and it feels like well yeah yeah because i i think triple a brings a kind of passivity to it i'm just doing a video game whatever where character actors seem to bring all the enthusiasm for a game as they do for any project they work on like i mean lance henriksen i don't think you can call him triple a like he's not a big star i mean everybody knows who he is But and he but was an android in flipping alien. I know that's you that's know, like, the weird ironic thing. Genius. About it, isn't it? You, you you don't think they did that on purpose, now do you? No. Genius. Love it. Um, but uh, I mean, even his performance. I think he was a little better than this, and I've seen him in like most of his movies. So I mean, there's just 
they brought something extra, and that might be just due to the difference between facial capture software. It might be, because even Beyond Two Souls, it's not near as good as it is now. Yeah. Oh, even, I remember Heavy Rain being blown away by those eyeballs, you know, like, and the loading <laughs> screens, and you're sitting watching it going, it's amazing. I played it last week, and I was like, did I used to, I remember I used to think this was good, and then you stick on Detroit, and you're like, holy crap, this is beautiful. Oh, yeah. I just feel sorry for LA Noir. Oh, they, 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 they could oh, have yeah, had all yeah. this for the next decades, but they've, they've been. Well, over to there. be fair, LA Noir still <laughs> looks good now. Like, I mean, I mean, you see some jaggies, but like the facial capture still looks pretty good. Yeah, that came out a year after. Um, Heavy Rain. Yeah. Oh wow! Really? Only a year? I felt like a long time. Um. But yeah, I, I've been playing Neverwinter Nights, and to go from Neverwinter Nights to Detroit Become Human, that is one of the largest jumps I've ever had to do. Uh, and so, I, I mean, I may be a little dazzled by the, uh, what's it called? The visuals in this game. But I think on the whole, like, this is still something you'd be like, oh, hey, what can the PS4 do? Oh, that. I mean, I went from Tony Hawk's to Detroit, and see, trying to kick Flip Connor. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Best secret character in Tony Hawk, though, hands down. Uh, okay, so, well, we've kind of gone over a little bit of the characters, but... Um, Those so were what we final thoughts, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, well, in preparation for this episode, we eat, since there's three unique storylines that intermingle at some points, uh, we all paid close attention to one. Uh Craig won the lottery, so to speak, and uh, Craig got Connor and Krabs, and Mike picked Kara, and I got stuck with Robot Jesus. So um, what we'll do is we'll briefly touch on what we think of those characters, but uh, in the next episode, we're kind of going to go the same way the game does and go chapter by chapter, even if it's only like three, four minutes per chapter, we want to no, touch no, on everything. No, so three, four minutes per chapter. There's 32 chapters. We're going a minute per chapter here. Okay, so we're going to play I Can Do That Chapter in three words. uh, So, in terms of the characters, um, I'm of the personal opinion that Marcus is by far the worst. Uh, Kara is kind of ambivalent towards. Like, there's some things that are good and some things that once you know what the big spoiler for her story is, just makes her whole story kind of stupid. And Connor and Krabs are by far the best should have been the whole game, in my opinion. How do you guys feel? I I said to you, like, I can't remember when now. I'm in the exact same, but going from the top down, Connor and Hank, or Krabs, as we keep on calling them. It's Krabs. Krabs. Uh, are you ready, kids? <laughs> uh, Connor and Hank, I, they Maybe. really, really should have been the game. That opening... The, the hostage situation is so strong and it draws you... Oh, I you, wish that was the game. It draws you right in and you just think, that was... Inc- you, you get it, you save the girl, it's incredible. And then the dynamic they have is just that great and it is the, it's the acting and a bit of the writing, but it's mostly, you know, Krabs hates androids and it's a wee bit cliched that he gets paired with an android and then his opinion changes, but it's done so well that it, it works. And um, Kara feels like a Hallmark film gone wrong, 
where it's <laughs> it's just generic loveliness. It could have been a Christmas story. You know, there's a tree at some point, and it, they find a puppy along the way. Yeah, exactly. And uh, um, and it, and yeah. it's full of cliched drama. Like I'm in a stranger's house, and he invites me into the basement. Oh, all right, okay. Well, let's see where this is going. Um, and then you get you get Marcus and Marcus. Marcus's story is the second coming of Robot Jesus Christ, and first coming. The, oh, the first coming of Robot Jesus. Terribly because he dies. Oh, well, oh right, yeah, that, you're very right. Sorry. Um, and but his story, his is an odd one because it's so bland. But at the same time, David Cage seemed to think he needed a lot of action in his life, so he's scaling buildings and info. See that whole thing? They infiltrate a building. They scale the outside of the building to get to a lift to press the button, and the other the gang <laughs> just into the, building. <laughs> the gang just come up and left them like, why didn't all four of you just get in that lift? Was there a max capacity or something like that? Well, well, uh, pause it for just a second. Like, like, um, I think Marcus's might have had the most potential that was squandered because, well, yes, the robot revolution thing is is very cliched, mm-hmm. but. That was also the only chapter where the androids were acting like androids. Yeah. Like, why they got in an elevator, I I, I don't know. They could have literally scaled the building. Uh-huh. Um, th- they could have done some interesting stuff where these are the androids that are pretending to be human, and these are the androids that realize what they're capable of. Yeah. I think Mar- And it's only... I, I think Mar- Marcus's story is probably, like... To start off, the initial chapters, you like, you don't know where it's going to go, but it's it's pretty much golden for the first, you know, the first few times you see him until he pretty much leaves that house. <laughs> so, yeah, and, until until the junkyard resurrection yeah, scene. Yeah. God, that's awful. I mean, it's, I don't know how, how do you get to that. I've played that four times. Oh, I don't know. Ew. I'll leave it for now. Yeah. But. I still can't find the ear. On my fu- I'm like, where the fuck is that fucking ear? I need it to scale the wall. Um, how many times did it take before you were just like, kill the lady? I don't care. Just give oh, me the part. Okay, right. One of my notes is based entirely on that. And I cannot, to this moment, I can't do it. I just, I can't. Because t- she's like, please no. And I'm like, okay, fine. Fair enough. I'm sorry to bother you, lady. That's ones and zeros, Craig. It's just ones and zeros. <sighs> We might be on different um, sides here, Dave. Oh, oh, no, 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 I went the same way. I couldn't do it. But again, I played it. The, like, this time, playing through it now, I had the temptation of, well, I could do a complete 180, but then I would have ended up feeling completely different about it, and I wanted to make sure I, you know, felt the same. But yeah, I, I, I let her be. Yeah. It's like, ah, you got to shit. Yeah. Can we talk about something that um, has been weighing on my mind? Yes. <laughs> Racism. No. Um... I, for some reason, my brain kept drawing parallels to Binary Domain. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this game has no big bow. This is the biggest problem that faces Detroit Become Human. It does have... Um, what's his face? God, I can't even remember his name now. Who? Um, Kara's um, future husband. Oh, Luther! Yeah. Uh, anyway, so all that aside, like, like I kept thinking of Binary Domain because Binary Domain was a game that was amazing mm-hmm. With kind of a dumb story, but it was a good dumb yeah. story. I think we all liked the I, dumb story dude, of Binary Domain. Honestly, see, by the end of this, like uh, this week, I was seriously thinking Binary Domain could just be like Detroit Become Human Two in twenty years. Where yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the aftermath of <laughs> yeah. Detroit is Binary Domain. Binary Domain. 
Oh, sorry, um, sorry. And like the only thing I can uh, draw a parallel to is on the story because you know very different types of games. Um, I kind of like that this didn't go the binary domain androids because I mean the androids in this are very frustrating, but they're somewhat unique. As opposed to the, you know, it's just the Terminator robots to gain sentience. Um, I don't understand why everybody hates the robots. Um, I, I, um, I, I don't get it. The, 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 the good thing is, it's, it's like, it's like modern day politics in a way. A lot of the reasons are all, you know, the sort of crap that you expect something like the sun to be pushing out there, taking our jobs and. The same sort of thing that applies to when you talk about immigrants in the UK at the moment, I guess. Well, that's that's the narrative built into the game is as the android population rises and employment is at an all-time high and blah, 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 blah. So, I don't know. Yeah. But. Yeah, but again, I mean, maybe this is because I have a brain. Um, but it's not the android's fault. No. No, it's not. And so, I, I don't understand the... The well, narrative justification for it. dad says that. What's his face? Alice's dad says that. I fucking lost my job because of androids. And what do I do? I get an android to do my dishes. Or something like that. That's one of the lines in it. He also has another android in his house that makes me very angry. Who? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, his tea kettle is an android. Now... Uh, yeah, let's get that out of the way. So, so what I was going to ask was, um, I'm not a big science fiction guy. Uh, Mike, I'm not sure about you, but uh, Craig, you're the big science fiction guy. Yeah. Uh, where does this sit in terms of like science fiction for you? I, Mike, I'm curious for you too. I I don't know. I, I didn't buy it as much. I think there's a few problems I have with it, mostly on it feels so unrealistic that our dystopian future is android fueled like i've recently played watchdogs 2 and it does a very good job it's got its own kamsky kaminsky for a start you know like tech guru type person and it's very dystopian and very future but very well done and this just felt it always felt too unreal you know and, and i know like i really like watching something where people are floating through space and that is completely very realistic I, but it's it's unachievable right now but this just feels like it's never gonna like the led in the side of the head all i kept thinking is why the hell did they design it so that they could just pop it off like a button why isn't it yeah i was gonna say why haven't all androids done that uh -huh. why haven't they why why are some of the deviants still walking about with leds they can, when they can just go boop. why does cara cut her hair to then just completely hide her hair when she takes off her skin why does her hair need cut? Craig, this is a long, dark road you're going down, and it doesn't lead to anything good at the end. Why does Kara look like the protagonist of Silent Hill 3 if you dye her hair blonde? Oh, you're thinking she looks like Heather. <laughs> she, mine, mine looks identical to Yeah, her I guess I could game. see it. Yeah. Yeah, wait, wait, uh, anyway. yeah, they can change anyway, the hair let's on. Not, let's not start poking holes in who knows what and all this kind of stuff. Hang on, though. The, the thing is, how dare we if they can change it. their hair on pretty much the touch of a button or whatever, uh -huh. can they not change other things like facial features and things like that? Or I'd, I'd, they should I'd be never, able to. They never, did they ever really explain anything about the actual... They didn't. 
mechanics if of it. Android, if you it? end up at the internment camp at the end, when everyone just looks like a generic android, they literally just deactivate their skin, and it might be pre-programmed in, but that includes their hair, which it all, you know, like, so if Kara cuts her hair, her hair falls into the sink. What's falling into the sink? Uh, extruded plastic. There's a lot I of, like the sound of that, like of one of those plasticine things where you squeeze it on the yeah. play-doh and, and the hair just... Yeah, like one of those... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Speaking of random things in it, did, did anyone notice that there's a lot of sort of... Especially in investigations and stuff, there's a lot of focus on on things which didn't really amount to a huge amount. So it's just like red ice and the blue... Mm-hmm. What was the terminology they used for the blue bloods of androids? They gave, gave it a jazzy name, but never really sort of... Oh, um, the okay. the stuff. Yeah, yeah. the stuff. Ari nine. Ari nine. Oh no, that's that's the. So that's the message, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. See, you guys are going down that road again. Oh yeah, and you didn't want to go there. Mm. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of um, junk yeah. in there. There's a lot of junk hidden inside these androids. They're not very efficient. No. Well, they're also super efficient when they need to be. To be fair, uh, they also can can just make themselves explode. So 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 the question is why why would any android not make themselves explode? Who who made themselves explode? Hello. <laughs> Hello. It's me. I made I made Marcus overheat. Oh. How? When? When? How the hell? How? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, I had him take a match and no, um uh, at the let's just say at the final protest, uh-huh. you have the choice of like sing or kiss north. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or overheat. I chose overheat. I absolutely didn't see that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, so th- these androids also have the capability to just off themselves whenever they want, which means all the weird passive android abuse that they don't want and wish they could get out of. They can. Well, that just raises more, they don't. more questions because when Connor is interrogating the android and he says, oh, don't antagonize him because they, they have a tendency to self-destruct. When the android self-destructs, he actually just headbutts the glass yeah. until he can, yeah. can I was, over. Yeah, I thought that he self-destructs in the same way humans do. Yeah. That's, that's what like. <laughs> oh, my word. Right, so... Um, Mike... Yeah. Did you get Blade Runner vibes out of Connor and Krabs? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, it's it's the whole is he a replicant thing, and you know, Con- I thought I thought Connor was my favorite character in the game. To be honest, is he's just he's just Absolutely. funny. There's, there's there's bits like that <laughs> that bit I posted to the chat where you know he goes into the interrogation, and if you just go up to the because you're thinking oh he's an android, maybe you can see through the glass and see who's watching him. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes into the glass, and they're behind there, and they're, they're watching him. And they go, and then it sort of like switches to a cutscene, and he looks through the window, and then they're both looking back at him, and they go, "What the fuck is he doing?" <laughs> <laughs> um, I love when uh, the, uh, amazing, at the hot dog amazing. stand, at the hot dog stand with Hank, you can scan the guy who's had prior yeah. convictions for not obeying the law of hygiene, yeah. and then you scan his food and all that, and then you just say, "Enjoy your meal." <laughs> <laughs> I, I resisted it, but like, uh, you get you get so many prompts to question about calories and things, and I thought well, I don't want to take that route. But I'm sure there was some pretty funny dialogue hidden in there. I did. Uh-huh. And again, 
uh, most of Connor's charm is chalked up to his performance. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, if this was a flat performance, I don't think it would have played near as well as it does. Uh, okay. So, well, we're in an hour and four minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other generalities we want to discuss before we crack right in? I just, on a slight note, I didn't really pay a lot of attention to the music, apart from the highly religious Second Coming of Jesus Christ Android, and um, with the ah, but the visual style it started to sound like a Dark Souls like boss. The the menus, the style of the button prompts and the QTs, I love all of that. I love all the triangles. I like all of the geometry. I like the heavy use of contrast and colors. I, I just think visually. Oh, the visual style mm-hmm. is good. Yeah, and then even when it Absol- gets back to that, I don't know if you noticed, but when it gets back to the flow chart that shows you your way through the game, that's the same style that the um, police systems are in when you're looking at evidence and stuff like that. It's got the same... Oh, I can't say I like that. That's good. Yeah, so it's it's really cool. I really like it. Oh, uh, something I do want to talk about. The woman in the beginning. What one? When you first boot up the game. Yes. Oh, on yeah. the menus. Yeah. Is it Chloe? Is that one Chloe? I, 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 I don't know her name. I call her menu lady. Okay. Yeah. Um... How do we feel about that? I kind of, I bought into it at first and then she started getting annoying. But then at the end, I liked her and I let her go and I, could, I didn't buy her back. I I very much bought into it wholesale. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, this is cheesy, uh-huh. but it's good cheesy if, for me. Did you leave her long enough where she started singing? Yes, I did. so good. I did. And then she's like, and now I'm going to test your controller. And your controller vibrates off the arm of the chair. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yes, yeah, she psychomantis is yeah. you. <laughs> um, it's really good. But then towards the end, obviously the androids are free. And she's like, will you let me go free? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And then when you reboot the game, it's like, do you want to buy her back? And I was like, nope, she's free. It's bald. Um, um, I, I mean, some of it did get really kind of nails on a chalkboard when it you was like oh this lady is just very much speaking what david cage wants yeah, you to hear yeah. did you get like did you feel emotion yeah did you get the one did you, it's like uh, did you get the one it's like oh your saves corrupted oh no wait never mind oh no <laughs> i didn't get that so one no. <laughs> something's went wrong that's pretty your, good your saves corrupted oh no never mind that's something else <laughs> but yeah just to, just to bring back to what craig was saying before about music and the controls and things that um, yeah, it's, it's very disappointing that this is this is the one game where even even Beyond Two Souls has a, a main menu theme which sticks in my head and comes back to me every now and then. Heavy Rain, pretty pretty good music overall. This one, just I don't know what happened there. There's there's little inklings of things, and even you know even even Robot Jesus plays a little bit of piano and sort of he's, he's going <laughs> there's a theme in here but you're probably not going to press it in the right sort of order to make it make sense anyway <laughs> yeah and, and then i mean the the other quick thing was just those one, one of the amazing things this game does is when you do quick time events in most games what i find like for example god of war it'll be like press press square on the left side of the screen and you're like I press oh, yeah, all these buttons, yeah. but I have no clue whatsoever what's actually happening in the background. Unless I've got someone sat next to me saying, "Oh, you've just cut the head off, and now you're now you're mm-hmm. doing, about to pull the jaw open or something," I'm not going to see it because I'm looking at the button presses at the wrong place of the screen. But this game, it like it sticks those button presses in the right places so you can actually yeah. see what's going on, which is 
the, which is oh, amazing. There's a bit where you f- you flip a car and you're holding down up, and then the hold R2 or the mash R2 button is in the underside of the car at uh, the appropriate angle, and you're like, oh, this is just it's beautiful. Is is that's very that's very very well done design. I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only time where I think it got in the way, and again, I'll I'll, I'll try to keep spoilers light. Um, Jericho, when it gets rushed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you, uh, when you have the scene, if Marcus decides to go back for North, that whole extended QTE section, mm-hmm. that that seemed to get in the way of the actual visuals. Like, I, that, I was running into that problem of trying to pay attention to what's going on on screen, and then the stupid thing would pop up, and I'm like, uh, 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 kind of thing. Well, it's not That's perfect. It's not perfect, but it's, it's the closest I've seen no, to no. it being being very good and sort of really good when you're mashing circle you want circle to be just beside the face of the person you're punching as you mash circle it's very (laughs) you know it's very very cool like that right shall we okay all right so uh anything else you guys want to talk about before we wrap this up and talk about the story Uh, no no Okay, well, uh, so this is the end of the first episode. Like I said, next time we're going to you know, get into the story properly. That's where the spoiler gate is open and all that. Uh, if you have any thoughts on Detroit Become Human, then you can hit us up at thebiteffect.com where we have little submission forms, or you can hit us up on Twitter or pretty much anywhere. Um, other than that, our next big games are Hitman 2016 and... Super Punch Out and Punch Out for the Wii. So if you have anything to say on those, uh, you can also hit us up there. Uh, I'm curious because uh, with my daughter's generation specifically, this game went over huge. Um, like people writing fan fiction, of course, the shipping, all that nonsense. So oh, the online space is massive. I know. Why is RA nine? Oh my god, RA nine is the player character. No, RA nine is this. No, RA nine is you. You <laughs> are the player. No. David Cage is adding, oh my god, it's ridiculous. Yeah, like, like I'm very surprised the legs this game has with people not our generation, I should say. So, um, yeah, yeah, hit us up if it's, it's something that really fired your imagination and you really got into. But uh, other than that, uh, thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next time on episode two. Gentlemen, say goodnight. Mm. Good night. Good night, people. Craig is evidently in the sound of music. Mm.